0: Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, October 21st, 2022. I am Dave Biddle, very happy to be joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. A lot to get into, as usual, my friend. Feels like we were just talking to each other on your spaces yesterday, because we were. That was really cool. <laughs> I appreciate you doing those spaces on Twitter. Um, it's always fun. Um, we talked a lot um, about the Ohio State-Iowa game, so let's start with that. Um, what's your final score prediction for tomorrow's game, Um Iowa's got a legit defense and they have probably the worst offense in the country. Uh, What's your final score prediction for tomorrow, JB? I'm
1: going to Ohio State 48, Iowa 14. I think this is going to be a route day. Ohio State coming off the bye. They're getting healthy. I don't think that Iowa offense has the the horses to even try to get in, in into any type of track meet here. When you look at the athletes that Ohio State has across the board, Iowa has no shot of keeping up with Ohio State. I think Ryan Day is going to spread those guys out and make those corn-fed boys run sideline to sideline. And I just think that with the the uh, 2017 game that Ryan Day mentioned, said it's a scab on the program, they still remember it. I think there's a little payback there, Dave. And I think Ryan Day is going to unleash a fury on Iowa with a healthy Ohio State team coming out, knocking on all cylinders.
0: I like your, your score for Ohio State. How is Iowa going to get two touchdowns, though? I mean, come on, man. How are they going to tell- get two touchdowns?
1: Because it happens every time, Dave. <laughs> Ohio State's going to get up big. They're going to pull the starters towards the end of the third quarter, and then Ryan Day takes his foot off the gas and his dive, 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 punt. And then Iowa, pro- Iowa's offense may get, you know, 3.7 points early on, and then after that, I can see Iowa getting a garbage touchdown against the backups there because Ryan Day is known to take the foot off the throat once he's up big on teams in the fourth quarter. I will say this, Dave, I would be ecstatic if Ryan Day actually lets Kyle McCord cook if he gets in in the fourth quarter in this game.
0: I would like it too. So my my score prediction is 35-3. to three. I got Iowa. And I almost went with the shutout. I want to shut out. They should shut this team out. Iowa couldn't even score a touchdown against FCS South Dakota State. And South Dakota State's a good FCS team, but they're an FCS team. I'm going 35-3, Buckeyes. I hope it's 35-0 or 42-0. Uh, we got a lot of people coming in here with their score predictions. Um, all right, a lot to get into on the show. Let's talk about the injuries. I'm going to get your take on this. We talked about this on your spaces yesterday. Um, obviously, Ryan Day's keeping it close to the vest. Uh, we talked to Ryan Day yesterday over Zoom. Uh, He was asked by Tim May. He said, have you seen enough in practice this week where you're feeling better about Jackson's, you know, the possibility that he's going to play? And and Ryan Day said, the answer to that is yes. And then Tim May's like, that's all you're going to give me? He's like, that's all you you get. And kind of laughed about (laughs) it. Um, So he's not going to. But I was over at practice. At least we didn't see practice on Tuesday, but we were, excuse me, Wednesday. But we had interviews over there. So we saw guys coming off the field, some guys getting in extra work. It sure looked to me, J-Book, like Jackson was getting ready to play. He was catching so many balls off the jugs machine. Your thoughts on Jackson uh, tomorrow? You think he'll play? Jordan Hancock? Just uh, What are you hearing about those guys? I mean, take, taking a word from you guys
1: that's over there at practice, just kind of get a uh, – well, I'm sorry, over there for interviews, just kind of get a, a bird's-eye view of what's going on. It sounds like he's going to try to give it a go. As you mentioned yesterday, um, he's past the four-week mark here, so hopefully everything is healed up. I will say this, Dave, they have one shot – to get it right here when it comes to uh, JSN's hamstring, because it is a tricky injury. The last thing that you want to do is for him to re-injure or retweak it. At that point, you could be looking at in a longer uh, time frame where he might be sitting out to get it healed, and who knows how long that will actually take. But hopefully, they get back. I want to see this offense at full capacity. Uh, that wide receiver group already has been playing outstanding. I had tweeted it out. After six games, JSN and Emeka Ebuka were putting up identical stats that the Bolitnikoff winner, uh, Jordan Addison, had last year after the first six games. So that right there tells you how well those guys are actually playing. But if they can get JSN back, it just opens up that offense even more. So hopefully he does get in there. But if if he does get in there, hopefully they have him on a minutes restriction so that they can ease him back into
0: the flow. So once November comes, you do have a healthy JSN. I'm with you, man. I, I'm just I'm concerned about it because he could feel, as we all know from hamstring injuries, he could feel 100%. All it takes is one play and he could pull it again. This, nothing lingers more than, than hammies um, in sports, at least it doesn't seem like for me. Maybe there's another injury that lingers more. So I know we have Sue, Sue, uh, Sue's a doctor. She could correct me if I'm wrong there, but uh, sounds like Hammy's linger. Uh, feels like Hammy's linger more than any other injury, any other injury. All right. Are you surprised Ohio State has a top five defense? The goal was Ryan Day wanted a top 10 defense. and Then Jim Knowles said, I love Jim Knowles. He's like, that's all well and good. I want a top five defense. Well, they've got it. Now we have to acknowledge they haven't been playing very good offenses. They've been playing some bad offenses, but still they played a lot of bad offenses last year, finished 59th in the country. Um, are you surprised about how good this defense is, Jay Booker? Is this kind of what you expected?
1: I was expecting them uh, to be vastly improved day. I am surprised how ahead of schedule they are right now. Being a top five defense at the halfway mark, I didn't think that they would hit it that fast. I knew they had the potential to, to be a top 10 defense, and I thought it was going to be kind of a, a progression because they were implementing a new a new scheme. So as the season went along, once they hit November, I was thinking at that point the defense would be hitting its stride. And who knows? They may not be hitting their stride yet. <laughs> with Jim knows with his high expectations, they may – get extremely better as we hit November and they are a top five defense already. So, you know, to answer your question, I I am surprised that they are uh, a top five defense already. I think that they have the potential to be the number one defense if they can shut out Iowa here um, and then go, go on to continue to fill the top 10 defense. And like we talked about, Dave, if Ohio State has a top 10, top 20 defense, this is a national championship football team.
0: Yeah, I was hoping they'd be top 20, um, and with this elite offense, that would, that would equal a national championship team to me. You told me they'd be top five, and listen, I, I know, again, I, I can't stress it enough. They haven't played any good offenses, but still, I mean, top five, I will take it, so I feel like Ohio State's the best team in the country. That leads to my next question for you. I'm stealing one of your questions from your spaces yesterday. Who's the biggest threat to Ohio State nationally? Is it Michigan? Is it Tennessee, Georgia? Alabama, somebody else, Clemson. Who, who's the biggest – who's the second best? If you think Ohio State's the best team, who's the second best team?
1: I'll say – I mean, that's tough, Dave. You know, when 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 you look at it, I know a lot of people are going to say Tennessee and they have a dynamic offense, but that defense is pretty bad. Even though they were missing a couple key players against Alabama, there has not been a team with a defense as bad as Tennessee's that have won a national championship. So I do think that Tennessee is a threat offensive-wise because we've yet to see high-level play from our cornerbacks. So I I do think Tennessee is a somewhat threat. But to me, I always look at Georgia because I think Georgia is capable enough on offense with those tight ends um, in that running game that they can pose some type of threat because you know what you're going to get from that Georgia defense, which is going to be stout, it's going to be gap sound, and they're going to be fundamentally disciplined and Georgia, they're not going to give you anything easy. They're going to make you work for it. And the thing with Georgia is they're going to try to punch you in the mouth up front. So I, to me, I think Georgia right now is probably the biggest threat to Ohio State. I just think Alabama, they're, they're a smoke and mirrors program right now. I think uh, Bryce Young is masking a lot of issues within that program, him and Jameer Gibbs. They don't have any type of wide receivers that can get separations. Tennessee has pretty much thrown the book out there on how to expose Alabama, make those safeties have to cover in space. And at the same time, if you can go tempo, it's really going to throw Alabama off their tilt. So when I look at uh, you know those three teams, I I I think Michigan is a very, very good program. And I know Ohio, a lot of Ohio State fans want to poo-poo on what Michigan has done. But that running game, if you're not gap sound, you're not loading the box, you're not where you need to be, they will absolutely run the football down your throat. The good news is I think after last year, Ohio State will not make that mistake twice. Jim knows will have that defense humming. They will come into the uh, shoe in November, and that Ohio State defense will be playing with their hair on fire. So I'm not by any means going to disrespect Michigan because I do think they are a legitimate threat. But if we're talking about on the national landscape, I have to go with Georgia.
0: I have a family member. Eric, are we related? I don't usually see anybody else with my last name. It's a rare last name. We have an Eric Biddle chiming in on uh, YouTube. Iowa, love their DBs. but the CJ will do well against them. Iowa does have good defensive backs. They really do. They got two guys that'll play in the NFL for sure. Um, I like their linebackers, but um, I don't know, Eric, are we related? Uh, maybe we're distant cousins or something. Um Yeah, and I want to circle back. We do have a question um, that I want to circle back on. Um, This is from Jay Boggs on YouTube. What about Jordan Hancock? We kind of touched on this earlier. What are your thoughts on Jordan Hancock? Um, Ryan Day said that it was a significant injury that he suffered in camp. Um, He was looking good up until then. He has not played yet this year. He's been back practicing, they say, at full speed for a few weeks now, a couple weeks. When do you expect to have him back, and uh, how effective do you think he'll be?
1: I mean, for him to be out there and pass, Dave, is a good sign. I think he's going to be another guy that's going to be on the pitch count, even if he plays. The thing with Jordan Hancock is we, he has such high expectations based off kind of what the coaches have been saying in the offseason. And as you eloquently laid out yesterday, we really haven't seen Jordan Hancock play. We're all thinking that he's going to be um, an upgrade over what we got at the cornerback position but I am mildly concerned about the way the cornerbacks are playing as far as being taught how to play the football in the air. I have I have some optimism because I watched Jair Brown and J.K. Johnson play at a extremely high level. So that right there tells me that it's not just a complete group that is messing up. You, you have certain guys. So hopefully Jordan Hancock can come in there, elevate the play, but the most important thing to me, Dave, is we don't need Jordan Hancock to come in there and play at an all-Big Ten level. We just need the guy to be healthy and provide depth to those guys. So if someone is having a bad game, you know, a la Denzel Berg, who's getting, um, you know, torched back there off the jump balls, you can feel comfortable bringing in a Jordan Hancock to calm him down just a little bit. And that's what the depth provides you. And you're a little, you're able to be a little bit more aggressive if you have that depth back there at the cornerback position.
0: Now, my guy here, Dreadlock on uh, YouTube, says, why is nobody talking about how Mayan Williams is leading the country comfortably in yards per carry, 7.7 yards per carry? Well, guess what, my friend? Let's talk about it. We're going (laughs) to talk about it right now. Jay Book, let's talk about Mayan Williams leading the country in yards per carry comfortably, 7.7 yards per carry. That's bad news trying to tackle that young man. Yeah, it's,
1: it's, it's incredible. I mean, you look at Mayan and you look at a guy that most people think is just a pure thumper, but he does a tremendous job making a lot of people miss and not only just making people miss, but running through contact. He's one of those fall forward backs. Anytime he gets the football, if it's if he's tackled for two yards, he's going to fall forward to get you three or four. That's just his game. But I love Mayan. I think he's having an outstanding season. I think he's playing really well. If we can get him and Trevion Playing healthy together with that one two punch. And I will say this, Dave the physicality of Mayan Williams has rubbed off on Travion Henderson because that last game that Henderson was in against Michigan State, I've never seen him run that hard, be that physical. And he hears it, he sees it. Uh, Tony Alford even talked about it, you know, the fans comparing one to the other. But I, I just think that. With Mayan setting the tone and being that physical bowling ball out there, it rubbed off from Trevion Henderson to say, hey, I'm going to follow suit. I'm going to do what Mayans was doing. I'm going to lower that shoulder, and I'm going to run through arm tackles.
0: I just wish my bold prediction would have been that Mayan Williams would lead the country in yards per carry. My bold prediction was he would get double-digit touchdowns. He's going to easily get that. He's already got eight, <laughs> and he's missed a game. He's got yeah. eight in five games. That's, just, that's what I'm.
1: Let me ask you this. Will Mayan and Henderson
0: both eclipse a thousand yards this season? I think so because I think they're going to play 15 games. You know? Like we're talking about halfway through the season right now. Friends, yeah. we got nine games left. We got nine games left in this season. So yeah, they're 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 gonna get there. I love it. They're not it's not lightning and thunder, thunder and it's thunder and thunder, or lightning and lightning, however you want to look at it. It's just I love that one two punch. Yeah, and mine, we have people chiming in Scott on YouTube saying Mayan seems to love the contact. That's right. Um, let me ask you this. When you look at this Ohio State team the rest of the season, Jay Book, what's your biggest concern? Is it the health, overall health of the team? Is it the play at corner? Is it something else? When you when you forecast the rest of the season, what's kind of your biggest concern?
1: The biggest thing for me is just the health, Dave. Um, that's, that's the big thing. As long as you can keep your key guys healthy down the stretch, that's going to be critical there because – Uh, You know, as you get into November, you get to that Michigan game, you're going to want to make sure that it's all hands on deck. All of your top guys are are playing at a high level. So that's that to me right there is the big thing is that because here's here's the thing, Dave. The reason you're seeing guys hurt is because they have made such a huge emphasis on being physical and being nasty. And you can't just do that on Saturday. You have to practice that. So you have to go through your practice, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, start to gear it back on Thursday, walkthroughs on Friday, game day on Saturday. But those Tuesday, Wednesday practice, you got to go out there and get those pads popping in practice. And when that happens, you're more susceptible to injuries. But if you can stay healthy the good news is once Saturday comes, because you're playing against elite-level talent, the games are a lot easier than the guys that you're going against in practice. So if they can stay healthy, Dave, and they continue to preach the toughness and the physicality, I think that will carry them
0: to a national championship game. Absolutely love it. All right, let's get to some questions here. This is from Lynn's Breezy, O-H. What do you guys think the chances are, just to switch it up a little bit and throw OSU off, that that Iowa does put their backup quarterback in tomorrow? I mean, (laughs) Spencer Petras is terrible, I don't know how the, the backup could be any worse. What do you think about that, Jay Book? I wouldn't be surprised, Dave. When when
1: it comes to Ohio State, it seems to be expect the unexpected because it's everybody's Super Bowl. These coaches aren't stupid. These players aren't stupid. They know that they don't match up with Ohio State talent wise. That's why you have to come into these games expecting trick plays, expecting to throw a wrinkle in there with the uh, with the backup quarterback and stuff there. And I will say this to Lindsay, if they if they throw a backup quarterback in there with the way jim Knowles likes to mix and match and confuse quarterbacks by all means go ahead and do it because you're asking a lot out of a backup quarterback to come in there and spot duty into the shoe against a jim Knowles defense where you don't know if they're going to be blitzing you don't know if they're going to be dropping back into coverage uh so if you're if you're going to do that then by all means have at it but as you mentioned. The starting quarterback, he's terrible. So I don't know how worse the the backup quarterback would be. It might just be a wash either way you go.
0: It does. We have a comment, kind of a question and a comment here on YouTube. La Kindness Couch. La Kindness Couch. I like that. Ryan Day seems to manage his injured players kind of like the the NFL does, exercising caution with the understanding that the season is very long. What do you guys think? I agree with that. I've heard that, that there's some load management going on here, kind of like what we see in the NBA. Um, I'm told Mayan Williams could have played against Michigan State, you know, if it was a big game. Um, but you know, they held him out. You know, Jack Sawyer had limited uh, snaps in the last game. So, yeah, what do you think about that, Jay? Buck, you, th- you think there's some load management going on here?
1: I think you, I think you have a little bit of that, Dave. Uh, you know, obviously those players want to play, but if they're nicked and bruised and stuff, and it's kind of, you know, do we play them or we don't play them? when you know that you're probably going to win a game. I think there's some thought to go into there. Uh, But as a player, you want to be out there playing at all times. This is what you work for all winter when everybody was asleep in the dorms, when everybody was asleep on campus at 5 a.m. and you were up uh, running stadium steps or you was in there getting brutalized by Coach Mick and his strength and conditioning program. It was all for these Saturdays. That's why I'm a huge proponent of if you can play, these kids want to get out there and play. So I I do understand that there is some load management there because you don't want to risk somebody further injuring themselves if they have an issue. Uh, But with that being said, I like what he's doing, Dave. I think with, with the way you're being physical in practice, you kind of have to monitor it because they're going so hard at each other that if someone is questionable and you know you're going to win that game, then you should probably hold them out as long as the player is okay with that. Because the last thing that you want to do as a player is go out there and get Wally pipped or something like that. But you don't, you don't really see that situation here at Ohio State. They usually throw those guys back in there. And the one guy that I think of is Mike Hall, you know, seven plays, two sacks, <laughs> you know, he talk about production, a guy that wasn't fully healthy, but they put him on a pitch count. And now he's going to be back fully healthy for the Iowa game.
0: Hit This question here this is from David on YouTube. Good morning, fellas. When Jackson Smith and Jigba is fully healthy, do you let him go back to returning punts and a Mecca returning kickoffs? I don't know, man. I'd keep it. I'd keep it cautious with him. Now, if he's fully healthy and it's the Michigan game and you feel like you need to have Jackson back there, by all means, do it. Playoffs, by all means, do it. What do you, what do you think, Jay Book?
1: I don't think you risk putting JSN back there at returning puns. Ameka going back there returning kicks? I'm cool with that. I think they need to switch it up, uh, especially with the kickoff team, because I think there's a lot of hidden yards that they're missing on. They were dynamic in the return game with Ameka back there last year, and you're not seeing it at that level right now. So now that JSN is coming back and you have that that depth, I do think that. Um, it's okay to go ahead and put Ameka back there, but I don't like JSN returning punts. You're trying to ease the guy back in there. the The goal is to keep JSN healthy for a national championship run. Will having Will Fielding punts help you or hurt you? I think that going back there and him messing around and tweaking something hurts you in the long run. So let's go ahead and get him healthy enough to be playing full game reps at wide receiver before we think about putting him back there at the punt returner.
0: Great stuff. As always from Jonah Booker, really appreciate it. Jay book always coming strong. Thank you to Jay book. Thank you to all of the listeners out there and viewers. Thank you to everybody who commented and asked questions uh, from our live, live audience. Really appreciate you guys. Thanks again to Jay book. Thanks to all of you. Hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Buck nutters.